So I got a call and the appraiser asked for some advice. He said, Brian, I got a subpoena and I'd like to talk to you about it. I said, yeah, tell me more. He said, well, I got a call and this gentleman said, I'm down at the 7-Eleven. Can you meet me down there? I've got a subpoena to give you. And I said, wait a minute, you went? He said, well, yeah, I, I, I went, I didn't know. I said, my response to that would have been, catch me if you can, sucker. Have you ever gotten a subpoena? Have you ever been called and asked to participate in something you simply didn't want to participate in? What do you do if you're served with a subpoena? This is Brian Reynolds with the appraisal update brought to you by Appraiser eLearning. So I'm chatting with my good friend today, Mr. Craig Capella, an attorney with the Franklin Law Group. I got to visit with him a little bit when I was in uh, my second hometown, I guess, or third at this point, Sweet Home Chicago. We were down there. Craig, thanks for being on. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Brian. Thank you very much for having me on today. I'm looking forward to this. I appreciate the invite. Craig, before we jump into the subject matter here, why don't you let our listeners know who you are, I mean, I, I told them you're an attorney, so I'm, I'm going to refrain from all my attorney jokes I have lined up, uh, but, but tell everybody who you are, what your background is. Absolutely. Well, so I am an attorney with the Franklin Law Group in Chicago, Illinois. We're actually just in the north suburbs. Uh, I'm licensed to practice law in the state of Illinois and the state of Wisconsin, uh, although we do consult on matters in some other states as well. Uh, a lot of my law practice involves representing licensed professionals, both when they get hit with a lawsuit and it becomes a civil litigation matter, as well as dealing with state licensing boards and professional associations. Uh, for about four and a half years, I was actually the state board prosecutor for the state of Illinois, uh, which meant I used to be on the other side of the aisle, and I was the prosecutor who was seeking to discipline appraisers. Oh, you were on the dark side then, right? I was, and so about seven years ago now, I came back out onto this side of things, and we've we've kind of built our practice out since then. Great, great, great. And it's not really the dark side. I mean, we all have a job to do, right? And and those regulatory officials, I mean, they're just trying to do their job. At least we hope so. Um, so, you know, leading up to this, I was talking about what should you do if you're served a subpoena or threatened to be served with a subpoena? Um an appraiser gets a knock on the door, handed some papers, and been informed you've been served. For crying out loud, Craig, what's the first thing they should do? So in a circumstance like that, and, and let me tell you, we have had just about every iteration of that under the sun. Mm -hmm. We've had knocked on the door, We've had someone waiting outside in the bushes, throwing it at the first adult they see walking by. You name it, we, we've heard about it at this point. 
if you actually wind up getting served with a legal document, this is going to sound really simplistic here, but I'm not kidding. Stop, take a deep breath, open it up, figure out exactly what you're holding now, and start to process that. People have a tendency to go one direction or another. The one direction is throw it in a desk drawer and hope it's not still in the drawer when I open it tomorrow. (laughs) The other option is that I immediately panic and decide I'm going to get on the phone this minute and I'm going to fix the problem. Neither one of those two solutions works. Right, right. And, you know, that's great advice. Just take a deep breath for crying out loud. You're not going to jail. Well, uh, well, I mean, you might be, but but hopefully you're not going to jail. Uh, so just take a deep breath. The one thing that I would say not do, and we'll see if you agree with me, a lot of the appraisal community that I've talked to, and I've, I've helped in the, in the realm of a, a consultant, is – that they'll go grab their work file and they'll look at the appraisal report and they're re, you know they're trying to say oh god what did I do wrong and sometimes that might be the thing they shouldn't be doing i mean they're educating themselves or refreshing their memory if you will on what they did are you uh, are you of the same mindset of that should they should they immediately examine what they did and retrace their steps before calling you or their you know company or a consultant no i think that's a very important point that you just made which is again it's that immediate rush to try to solve the problem and that may not be helpful in your situation realistically you do want to pick up the phone but you, you don't want to call the other side. You don't want to call the person who just served you with this and try to explain just how right you were or how this wasn't a problem to begin with. What you want to do is you want to pick up the phone and call counsel if you've already got counsel. If you don't already have counsel, maybe you want to talk to your professional association or some other group of your professional peers that might be able to help you. You absolutely should contact your errors and omissions insurance carrier and tender it to them as a notice of a potential claim. There is a great risk if you don't notify your insurance carrier in a timely manner, you may waive your coverage. They may not be obligated to defend or indemnify you. You absolutely want to let them know about it. But you don't just want to learn about the circumstance and try to fix it all right now. Start assembling your team of people that can help you. So at the onset of this, you said, let's just take a deep breath. And, you know, if it were me, maybe I'd take an adult beverage as well, right? So when we actually open this up thing up and, and read it, maybe it's not as bad as what we thought. I'm going to take a left turn on our conversation here. And then we'll, we'll kind of come back around. But I open that thing up and I read it and I realize, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm not in trouble. They, they're, not, they're not trying to make me show up in court because I did something wrong. I'm not being sued. I'm not in trouble. They're actually just trying to steal my service. They're trying to get me to come in and testify as a, as a witness. So what, what can the appraiser do 
you know, I hate it when somebody tries to steal my services, right? So if, if an attorney, and I don't know if they're sneaky in doing that or not, but if an attorney subpoenas me and wants me there as a witness on a case they're arguing, is there anything I can do about that? Is there anything that I can do to where I might be able to be engaged by that attorney as opposed to being, you know, made to show up and, uh, and testify in the capacity of a witness? You can. And one of those things, after you've taken that deep breath, once you have now figured out exactly what is being asked of you, you can start to make that next level of determination. First is figure out what's the question being asked of you. Second part is, and who wants to know it? Because once you start to diagnose who wants to know it, you can begin to assume, are they asking me because I'm a target? Are they asking me because I'm actually helpful to their cause? Are they asking me because they just don't want to pay my market rate, so they're going to hit me with a subpoena to come down and testify for my $17 that barely pay for parking outside the courthouse? (laughs) When you know that information, you can then start to think about how you're going to approach it. You also have to consider what your underlying assignment was and was it potentially to be used for this type of a legal proceeding now. If it was not the intended use for a legal proceeding, if the person contacting you to ask about it, other than someone working for a government agency, if the person contacting you to ask about it is not your client, you may not be able to discuss your work with them. That can be a very helpful way of solving the problem of them trying to steal your services. A simple reminder that I am actually prohibited by professional standards and license law. I can't talk with you about this. If you'd like to engage me to do another assignment, I may be able to do something for you. Or maybe not. That's your decision at that point. Tell our listeners, and I don't know if I'm going to say this right or not, probably not, but I was, I received, and it was through certified mail, a subpoena dus tucum. I don't know if I said that right or not. Tell our listeners what a subpoena dus tucum is. So this is the one thing that, you know, lawyers get paid extra for using Latin, right? <laughs> In that circumstance... What you're receiving there is a subpoena for your records, for documents. That doesn't actually come with the requirement of live testimony. They're just telling you you are commanded by order of court to produce C Exhibit A. This rider will tell you which documents we're looking for. The counterpart to that is a subpoena ad testificandum. That's a double word score. That one actually does require you to show up and testify. You want to make sure that you know what's being asked of you. If it's just a matter of producing documents, that may be a different issue here. However, those same considerations at the outset still apply. If this is not your client, this wasn't the intended use, you might still have an obligation to let them know I can't share these documents with you due to confidentiality reasons. Now, if you go in and get a court order and the judge signs an order saying, 
I must turn over these documents. Well, folks, there's your jurisdictional exception. You've now been relieved of your confidentiality concerns. But even then, a subpoena here may not be sufficient to cure that. So you need to be thinking, what are my obligations and to whom? Yeah, great point, Craig. And I'd like to remind all our listeners that although USPEP is our minimum standards, right, it's the bare minimum that you have to adhere to. When USPAP and law bumps heads, law wins, right? So that would indeed be a jurisdictional exception. So let's, we're coming to full circle now, Craig, so get ready. Um, they knocked on the door, they handed it to me, you've been served, or, you know, heck, maybe in the near future they'll be served by drones, right? They just fly one in, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> nevertheless, I've got it, and I open it up. And it's not a subpoena deus tucum. It's not that they're asking in a very forceful way for me to come testify as a witness, whether it be a fact witness or expert witness. I mean, I'm getting sued here. It's just that simple. I've taken your advice. I've taken a deep breath. I'm even going to sleep on it. I've taken Brian's advice. I had an adult beverage. But now I, I, it's time to face reality here. I mean, this is happening, and it's happening to me. What's the next step? I mean, what do I need to do to try to resolve this issue in the best possible way for me? Well, as we had started talking about before, you want to immediately begin assembling your team. Think of this in terms of you just got really bad health news. Now, you can just wish it away, or you can already go and pick up the phone and contact the doctor that you have a relationship with and get into them. And if that doctor identifies that you're also going to need a specialist involved, they can start making the referrals, start helping to assemble that team. We do that in our personal lives. We frequently don't also do that in our professional lives. A lot of people won't have that emergency phone call doctor, or in this circumstance, lawyer, to pick up the phone who actually understands what you do and what your standards and requirements are. If you don't have that person on speed dial, and that's going to be the vast majority of people listening to this, if you don't have that already on speed dial, you have to go to your next best option. Now, no matter how you do this, you absolutely have to notify your insurance carrier. If you're getting sued and they're going to be defending you, they may assign you counsel. That's great. That's part of what they do here. They spend a lot of time fleshing this out and identifying counsel who may be able to assist you in these areas. If this is a civil suit, involving some sort of a claim of negligence or a breach of contract, there can be rather generic law that goes to it that might not ride all that much on the specifics of, say, use PAP or license law. There are a number of attorneys out there that can handle those sorts of matters, and your E&O provider already knows who that is. They've spent a long time developing out their bench. If you still don't know where to turn and you need more fact-specific, subject matter-specific help, 
that's the time to be picking up the phone and turning to your professional association. Hopefully everyone who is listening to this belongs to some sort of a professional organization, whether that is one of the nationwide professional associations, designated or not, I don't really care. You need to have a knowledge base. You need to have a group of peers you interact with. If that's a state coalition, if your state has a coalition and you can turn to them, that's a great resource. If your state doesn't have a coalition and that's not available to you, then at minimum you need to have some sort of a professional association. Oftentimes those associations can start pointing you in the direction of attorneys that know how to do this sort of work to advisors to your peer members that might be consultants that can start to help you through this process. But one way or the other, you need to start assembling that team that is going to work on your behalf to protect your interests. And many times the E&O company will not only cover the services of an attorney, but they'll also pay for services of a consultant. I've had that happen many, many times. Craig, my friend, thank you so much for this excellent advice on kind of a scary topic. Uh, If somebody wants to reach out to you or actually come see you live and in person and in action, I know you're kind of a regular speaker now on some hot topics. Uh, Where are you going to be in the next coming months? And in addition, how could somebody reach out and uh, communicate with you? All right. Well, yes, I've had an opportunity here to to speak at some various functions, um, and and I always appreciate the invite. So if there's anything anyone ever wants to hear about, um, my my phone, I'll give you the phone number in a minute. My door is always open. Uh, Up next on the uh, speaking docket for me, uh, I actually have a fantastic privilege to speak with Peter Christensen of LIA. He and I are going to be speaking at the National Association of Appraiser Acts Conference. Uh, we will be in Salt Lake City for that presentation. I'm very much looking forward to speaking with Peter. It's actually been probably three or four years since he and I have had an opportunity to present together. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I've still got one more installment of the Illinois Coalition of Appraisal Professionals. Um, ICAP conference that'll be coming up in Lyle, Illinois here in the month of May Um, and we're starting to look at the various uh, summer and fall speaking engagements as well Uh, but we have some we have got some good stuff coming up hopefully some articles coming out as well Uh, anybody who would like to reach me um, you can find me our website uh, for the Franklin Law Group is www.charlesfranklinlaw.com I am located via email C-C-A-P-I-L-L-A at charlesfranklinlaw.com. And my phone number there at the office is 847-716-2380. And Brian, I want to thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much, my friend, Mr. Craig Capella of the Franklin Law Group. Uh, Glad to have you on. Thank you very, very much. I'm Brian Reynolds. You've been listening to the Appraisal Update.